Schoolers, you can head over to the other building with Josh. High schoolers, if you will, make your way to the front. Uh, instead of hanging out in the back, we're going to ask you guys to be in the first three to four rows today. Okay? So high schoolers are moving. Middle schoolers are all moving all at once. And we'll get started here in just a second. Um, so, yep, that's all you guys. Keep moving. Keep moving. Come on. Yep, all you guys in the back. Yep, Philip, all you guys there. Perfect. I'll call you out. That's cool. Everybody doing okay? You guys good? Waking up slowly this morning? You stayed up too late last night? Partying at Winter Jam, watching a little basketball, and I don't know what else you were doing last night. Uh, excited to be with you guys this morning here. Um, definitely uh, excited for a topic today. I uh, want to say thank you guys as we jump into today's sermon. Um, we are recording in the back, right, Matt? I need to confirm. Perfect. So I don't say anything that I shouldn't say. Perfect. Um, uh, excited for today's topic because I heard our life groups from Wednesday night actually went really, really well, that you guys were very open and honest and vulnerable. And so I want to say thank you guys as we kick things off with that, um, because if you're not open and you're not honest about the topics we're going through right now, then your life groups are going to be really awkward. And so thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for taking time to truly um, just speak and and just be real with each other. And um, this is something that every one of us is um, dealing with. And so thanks for doing that. And so today, um, you heard Josh say it. All right, we're going to talk about sets. Okay, so everybody, do me a favor. Look to the person to your left or to your right and say sets. Okay, say it. It's okay. It's okay to say it, okay? I know we're in church. It's okay. For some reason, for some reason, I don't, I don't know why it is, like, in church, this is kind of like one of those words that like triggers things, and sometimes it triggers things in such a way that like when you hear that word, like you get nervous, um, you giggle, right? I mean, let's be honest, like some of us giggle, or if you're like Josh, you say it like, sets, right? I mean, like that, that's how he said it earlier. I, I don't know, but for the next little bit, I, I want to talk about sets with you guys, and I want to talk about it from God's perspective here today. And there's a lot of reasons for us that it's important to talk about sets. And, and here's the first one is that God has a lot to say about sets, right? Like he really does. When you look at scripture, we're going to see this a lot today. We're going to see what he has to say about it. And so I'm excited to dive into this with you guys uh, today. And and we're going to get back to that a little bit more. But another reason I want to talk to you guys about this today is simply this. You're surrounded by a lot of sets. And and I don't mean that like everybody around you is having sets all the time. But I do mean that you are surrounded with it on TV. You're surrounded with it in your songs. You're being bombarded with messages about sets. And, And this week, if you just think back to your life, just think back just for a minute. Like, where did you see it? On TV? Did you hear about it at school? Did you, what, where was it? Like, you probably have it in your head right now. Like, you're surrounded by this all the time, right? And that takes me to the next point, right? Like, you're probably thinking about it. And, and for some of us, we're thinking about it a lot more than others. And if we're going to truly dive into this, 
then we have to be willing to open ourselves up to questions, curiosity, and, and there's parts of us that desire this, right? Like, this is a natural part of you guys' development. And, and we want to dive into this in such a way that, well, th- this presents to you that we help you understand this is a holy thing. This is something that, that God wants to help you understand about this in life. And, and so the truth of the matter is, is that realistically, outside of church, you might be talking about sets a lot, all right? You might be hearing about it, and if, depending on where you're at in school and depending on if you're in the locker room or not in the locker room, depending on where you're at in class, like, I'm sure that this gets talked about. And maybe even in some of your, I don't know, some of your social media posts and some of those things, you're seeing this, and it's happening a lot. And so if all these things are true, if we know they to be true, Why would we not take the time to discuss this as a church? And so today, I want to be honest with you guys. This is not a sex education course, okay? All right? You guys good with that? I'm not going to tell you a lot of biology stuff like that today. I'm not going to tell you how babies are born or anything like that. Um, If you want to know more about that, you can talk to Pastor Rusty afterwards. He'll tell you. Okay, (laughs) that would be awesome. You probably shouldn't do that. Go talk to your parents instead, okay? And I know that you don't want to do that, but that really is a conversation to be had with your parents. Today is going to be more of a theology course, okay? That's going to fall into uh, more of our series here, God, Guys, and Girls. And what we want to do is we want to see... um, what God has to say about sets in the light and in light of that, what we should do with it. And I think if there was a big statement for this whole session today, this whole message that I want to give you, it's simply this, is that sets is a big deal to God. Okay? So handling sets God's way should be a big deal to us. All right? Sets really is a big deal to God. And I'm excited to, to dive into this a little bit with you guys. And I want to take a moment and I want to break this down. Okay? So how do we know that sets is a big deal to God? Anybody want to take a jab at that? Anybody? Yeah, Johnny, please. No, I'm going to keep you right there, okay? Is it sin? Okay, okay. Anybody else? Anybody else want to dive into it? Yeah, Nathan. Hey, there we go. There we go. I like it. I like it. Anybody else? This side of the room? This is the unholy side of the room today. It's okay. All right. I love you guys. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Michael, thanks for that part of jumping in there and helping us out. <laughs> That's good. That's so kidding. Okay. So you guys jumped on it already, right? So how do we know sets is a big deal? Well, because God created sets, right? Think about it just for a second. When God created Adam and Eve, he made them in a way, once again, this isn't a biology course. He made them in a way where they have the um, body parts that are necessary for things to happen. All right. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, once again, talk to Pastor Rusty. He'll help you with that, okay? All right? All right, here we go. But he didn't just put the parts in place. He had, some, he had a specific design um, for sets. There's a guy named Dennis Hollinger. Um, he's a president of Gordon, the- Gordon College or Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Um, he's the president there. In other words, he's a whole lot smarter than me. And he wrote this book called The Meaning of Sets. And in his book, he says there's four purposes um, that, that, that God gives us for sets. And so what I want to do is I just kind of want to dive into those a little bit with you guys so we can understand why God would have created sets, right? And so for the first one, somebody yell out what that is behind me. Procreation. Procreation. All right, that's a really big word, right? 
well, somewhat, right? Like, it's not a huge word, but it's, it's a decent word, right? And, and this guy's going to use big words because, well, I mean, he's the president of a seminary, so that's what he's going to do. All right, does anybody know what procreation means? <laughs> what was that? Babies, yeah, making babies, right? That's what it means. I mean, if we're honest here, that's exactly what it means, okay? So check this out, check this out. I, I love this, okay? So, so God created sets as a way for us to populate the world. He also gave us this command in Genesis 1.28. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Let's stop right there just for a second. What does that mean? Anybody? Have kids. That's right. You're absolutely right. Or you can even say it like this. Have sex. It's okay. All right? Have plenty of babies. Fill the world. This is a good thing. God gives us this as that. He looks at Adam and Eve. He creates them and he says, hey, guess what? Your job right now, go make babies. Okay? How do you make babies? Not a trick question here. You have sex. Okay? Let's move on to another one, okay? Some of us are uh, starting to wake up a little bit. We're understanding that this is how this is going to work today. Anybody? <laughs> Consummation of marriage. Okay, another big word, right? Good job, guys. All right, what does consummation mean? It does not mean communication. It does not mean make babies. To make it official. That's it, right? It, it, it's to make it official, okay? Remember back to the first week, I gave you guys a verse, all right? That verse was this right here, Genesis 2, 24. And it says this. It says, this is why when a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, they become one flesh, okay? If you remember, this verse is talking about marriage, but also the whole they become one flesh deal. What do you guys think that means? Yes, there you go. Nathan's got it in his head. He's thinking about it. Good job. All right. The idea, check this out. I love this. The idea is that the wedding ceremony, the exchanging of the vows, the ring, the kiss, is the commitment to marriage. And the wedding night, bounce a wow, wow. Okay. This is the confirmation of the marriage, okay? This is where it seals the deal, all right? So you get to think of sex right here as the exclamation point at the end of the wedding sentence, okay? This is what he says about it, okay? Stay with me, okay? I know it's a little silly and everything here at the beginning, but I want this to have a lighter tone to it. But I also want you to understand that this is God's purpose for sex, okay? It does seal the deal for marriage, okay? But not only does it just seal the deal, here's the next point he says. Anybody? There we go. Foster love and intimacy. Okay. So God created sets to be a very intimate act, right? It involves a lot of vulnerability. And it creates a physical, emotional, and spiritual connection in a way that's completely unique. It's meant to be something that brings a couple closer together. There's actual scientific research that shows there's a chemical that's simultaneously uh, released during sex that, that creates a unique psychological bond with the person that you're doing this with. And so therefore, back to what Nathan said earlier, if you're doing this and you're doing it outside of marriage, 
then you're creating this bond with somebody you should have never created this bond with. You're messing up. You're doing something that God didn't mean for you to do this with. Okay? So we have to look at this and we have to look at this with clear eyes and a pure heart in order to understand why this is a big deal. Now, let me ask you guys a question. When you get married, okay, I'm going to assume everybody in here is going to get married one day. Does anybody want to have a marriage that doesn't have love and intimacy in it? Raise your hand. Okay, as I look around, nobody's hand is raised, okay? How many of you guys, you want to say, hey, I want to be madly in love with the person that I marry? Come on, yeah, seriously, right? Like, like I want to think that person is the best person in the world. Yeah, right? So if we're going around and we're giving ourselves away before we meet, quote, unquote, the one, then how do you think that's going to work out for you when you do get married? There's going to be some struggles, right? You've been intimate with other people. There's going to be some stuff that you're going to have to work through in a marriage. And that's not what I want for you guys. That's not what God wants for you guys. So, point number four. Pleasure, all right? God could have made this something very robotic. Okay, God could have made this, you know, girls, when you turn 17, guess what? You get a baby inside of you right away. Um, guys, you have no part of it. It's just how it is. That's not God, how God created this. God biologically set this up to be something that is really enjoyable. Okay, once again, not a biology lesson. But if you start to study the male and female parts that they have, what you'll learn is this, is they have a ridiculous number of um, nerve endings in those parts of the body. Do you know what those nerve endings are there for? Pleasure. All right, seriously, that, that's exactly why they're there. They make you feel really good. Okay, for some of you guys, you're like, please don't say anything else right now. And I get it, okay? I'm, I told you, I'm trying not to make this too far, but I'm trying to help you guys understand why it's such a big deal at the same time, okay? So I think it's a big deal that we actually talk about this in church, that we can dive into this somewhat here today. And so here's the thing. I think if we can't talk about this in church, then we're going to mess up because I think this is where we need to be, right? I, I, I think that if God created sets, then we need to understand it. And here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Sometimes what we do is we dive into the world of sets and we bought into this lie that God is against sets. Or if he's not against sets, then he's um, at least against enjoyable sets. And let me be completely honest with you guys. That's a lie. It's a lie straight from Satan. It's going to mess you up. If you buy into this thing that sets is a bad thing, that's absolutely, well, it's a lie, okay? I'm not going to say much more than that. But let me show you something that I really do believe. God views sets as a good thing, okay? I, I don't want you to buy into this thing. God, it, it, he, he truly does view it as a good thing. And if you buy into the other way of this, guess what? You are going to be frustrated, okay? You are going to be just really annoyed. You're always going to see sets as a bad thing. And when you get married, you're going to feel dirty doing it. And I don't want that for you guys, okay? I want you to understand God created this to be enjoyable. God created this for us to build intimacy and love. God created this um, just, just so we can come together and be one, okay? So listen to me. All right, I want to give you one really quick thing, okay? Sets isn't bad. Sets is really good. Once again, let me say that. Sets is really 
good, okay? God views it as good. And as a guy who has been there, I'm not going to say much more than this, okay? It is really good, okay? Too much information. I know, sorry, okay? It is a really good thing. If you don't believe me, go ask your parents, okay? (laughs) There we go. There we go. I'm glad you're with me. Some of you guys just caught that. Okay. Seriously, don't ever buy into the lie that being a Christian means you need to view sex as a bad thing. Back to our main idea. Sex is a big deal to God. Okay? Sets is a big deal to God. As you look at these four purposes for sets, you can see it. Think about this just for a second. It's, if it's key for continuing the human race, that would kind of be a big deal, right? If it's the quote-unquote seal the deal moment to a marriage, that's a big deal, right? It's pretty important to God. If it fosters love and intimacy, well, God's a pretty big fan of those two things, right? And if he made it to be pleasurable, it's kind of a sign that he's a fan of it, right? You see, it's not just the purposes that show how sets is a big deal. There's another aspect that helps us all of this to understand how big of a deal this really is. And it's called God parameters, right? This is where we're going to talk about the second part of this thing. Handling sets God's way should be a big deal to us, Okay. Listen really closely on this next part. I want you guys to understand that Satan has, has tried to take this and twist our minds, right? Sets is so powerful and it's, it's so big that, that it's such a sin that's so real that we have to be aware of how Satan's going to try to tempt us with this and, and use our own desires apart from God to try to trick us into falling into, giving into what the Bible calls the flesh, Okay? Throughout Scripture, God gives some clear instruction and guidelines of how it should be um, done, how we should handle sex. And so I don't want to overcomplicate this. What I want to do is I want to give you two parameters, two very clear parameters that we see in Scripture, okay? Here's the first one. The time and place for sex is marriage, okay? It's very, very simple. If you remember back just a little bit ago, we just said this verse, right? This is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. They are united in marriage, and that's when the hanky-panky can begin, okay? And so let's think about this just for a second, okay? I've said this before. If you've been in high school with me before, you know this. It does not say in Scripture anywhere that I've read, okay? And I've read the Bible several times through. I've never seen that it says that... um, a boy can leave his mother's house, go to a girl's house, have sex, come back to his house, have mom make him some mac and cheese, and everything's good. Okay? I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. Okay? I see you leave your mother, you leave your father, you become one flesh, you stay together as one flesh. Okay? That's what it tells us in Scripture. Listen to this. In Hebrews, the author says this. He says, um, Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed should be kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and the sexual immoral. These verses and many others paint a pretty clear picture that sexually active is meant to be between a man and a woman who are married. And sexual activity outside of marriage is out of bounds. Sexual immoral, we see that in the Bible a lot, right? 
We see it a ton. This phrase is kind of like an all-encompassing phrase for sexual activity outside of marriage. All right? It's not meant to happen. And we're going to dive into this even more as we keep going. Check this next one out, though. All right? God's next parameter for sex is this, is that you will flee sexual immorality. All right? You've probably asked yourself this question. If you haven't asked yourself this question, I can promise you somebody in this room has asked this question right here. How far is too far? I mean, if sex is meant to be something that happens when you're married and sets, any sex outside of that is out of bounds, then what can we do before we cross that line? Right? And I mean, the truth is, is like, if any of you guys are adventurous and if any of you guys kind of have that desire, you've awoken it, then you want to know how close can I get to the fire before I get burned, right? Let me give you a couple of scriptures and let's see what they say. All right. Sorry, it looks like I messed up my slides a little bit, a little bit there. Ephesians 4, 5. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity are agreed because these are improper for God's holy people. Look at this verse again with me. There must not be even a hint. What's that mean? You guys are smart. Tell the person to your left or right, what's a hint mean? <laughs> there shouldn't be anything, right? Like, 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 there shouldn't even be a little piece of it inside of you right now. All right, but now check this out. The very next portion of that verse gives us something even more. I love this part right here. Or any kind of impurity, or any kind of thought, any kind of things that are going on in your head. And let's be honest for a second. These are some stuff that, that, that we're dealing with right now that probably the middle schoolers are starting to come into this, but they're not quite there yet, Okay. They're not quite in the same phase you guys are. They're not quite um, diving into it. And so what we see in Scripture is that we have to be smart with how we handle this. 1 Corinthians 6, 8. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. The one I want you to lock into your head right here, the, the part of this verse. You know, we're working with scripture memorization with my youngest daughter or my oldest daughter right now. And um, it's hard. Man, it's hard, right? Um, children, obey your parents for this is right in the Lord. <laughs> I can't imagine why we're telling her that. But the one I want you guys to lock in, if there's one part of this verse that you guys have to have in your head, is this. Flee from sexual immorality. Run from it. Get away from it. When we look at Genesis, we see the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife, right? Like she's just grabbing him. Hey, come to bed with me. Lay with me. And what does he do? Well, if you know that story, it's found in Genesis 39. It says this. It says that he takes off. He runs out of there, right? He flees from it, and he leaves his cloak behind. Guys, that's the kind of attitude, that's the kind of action that we have to be willing to take if we're truly going to go after this. Let's look back at that question one more time. How far is too far? Okay? Let's think about that question just for a second. Do you see the flaw when you compare 
this question to the instruction that we just saw in these two verses. At the core of how far is too far, it's trying to figure out how close we can get to the edge without going over. If our goal is not to even have a hint of sexual immorality in in us and our challenge is to flee from sexual immorality, I'm not sure we should be asking the question, how far is too far anyway, right? If we really dig into it, maybe, just maybe, we should be asking this question, how far away is too far away? Once again, I don't want you guys to view sex as a bad thing. Not at all. But I don't want you to awaken this passion inside of you that you're not ready to handle because you're not married, because you're not where God has called you to be, all right? And so for some of you guys, you're feeling like I'm just dropping truth bombs on you. And and I know what you're saying. That's cool and all. Not a hint and you want me to flee. But seriously, how far is too far? And so what I want to do, and the middle schoolers aren't getting this part, I want to dive into this a little bit further with you guys. I want to give you guys just a few thoughts Okay, a few things for you just to think on. All right, here's the first one. If the activity has the word sets in it or a word for sets in it, don't do it. Okay, don't think just because his part isn't going into her part doesn't make it right. Okay, it doesn't mean that you're not doing sexual immorality. Okay, that's not what you're called to do. All right, the next thing, don't touch or rub any part of someone else's body that shouldn't be uncovered in public. Okay? It sounds like I shouldn't have to say that, but that is something that I'm telling you don't do. Okay? Because that's not what God wants. Generally, if you have to remove an article of clothing to get to what you want to, it's probably not a wise thing to do. You guys are high schoolers. I can talk to you about this. Middle school's dealing with it too, but... You guys are definitely dealing with this a lot more. Don't send pictures of those body parts you shouldn't be rubbing. Don't ask for them either. Okay? If someone you're interested in is asking you for them, you know what you need to do? You need to run from that relationship. You need to run from that person, okay? You don't need to see them, and you definitely don't need to send yourself out there, okay? This is not something that you guys know, like, it it stays around, okay? This is something that we have to, like, cover and, 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 like, really go into this. Let's think about this one more. Let's go a little bit deeper into this, okay? The conversations we have. Specifically, those conversations that we have with those people that we're interested in. Are the people that we are, quote, unquote, dating, we have to watch what we joke about with them. We have to watch what we joke about doing with them. Because here's the deal, is that sometimes we let stuff come out of our mouth, and it comes from inside of our heart, even though we don't realize it comes from inside of our heart, and it's birthing ideas in our minds. And we have to control these things. So, what's okay? How far is too far? (laughs) I asked that question when I was in youth group. I can remember that specifically. I remember my youth pastor looking at me and saying this. You can hold hands. You can even kiss. But anything past that, you're playing with fire. The truth of the matter is, guys, is I don't want you to play with fire. Been there, got hurt. I know exactly what happens with that. 
want that for you guys. I want to see you guys succeed with this. I'm not here to make your life miserable, nor do I think I'm asking you to do something impossible. What I'm telling you guys here today, this is not the easy path, okay? This isn't the easy way for you to handle life, right? But this is God's way. Wide is the gate that leads to, anybody know? Destruction. But enter through the narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate. That's the way that leads to life. Listen, sets is a big deal to God. Got a lot of those, right? Sets is a big deal to God. And handling sets, God's way should be a big deal to us. We've got to decide which way do we want to go. We've got to decide, where am I going to go? What is going to be my sticking point right now? Because if you wait till the heat of the moment, guess what? You're going to mess up. If you wait till you're there with that guy who's got those dreamy eyes, or you're there with that girl who's the perfect 10, you're going to mess up. Because typically, we're not driven by the Spirit, right? God calls us to be Spirit-filled, He calls us not to walk in the flesh, but walk by the Spirit. But if you wait till you're in that moment, guess what? You're not going to be walking by the Spirit. I can promise you that. You're going to be dragging yourself by the flesh. How far is too far? What can I get away with? That's not what I want for you guys. That's not what God wants for you guys. As we get ready to wrap up this topic, I want to talk about a couple of things that might be present here in the room, okay? The first thing is this. There might be some of you guys in the room saying, you know what, like, I haven't handled sets the way that God calls me to. I messed up when I, whatever the blank is, right? You get to fill, you get to fill that part in. I'm sure there's some of you guys that have found yourself in situations where you went further that you, went, you, you had planned to go, right? Maybe others of you, 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 you had no idea that this was God's standard that he's calling you to do here today. Well, I want to challenge you guys and give you hope. God still loves you. God still offers forgiveness and restoration. You see, you can't outrun God's love and you can't outsend God's grace. But where you have messed up, you do need to confess it. You do need to make things right with him. So if you find yourself in this boat here today, then what I want you to know is you need to confess that to him. And you need to set up parameters right now that won't allow you to go further than God calls you to go right now. We, your pastor and your small group leaders, would love to help you see and experience this reality of forgiveness if you have went past this and your restoration Because this is something that I don't want you to carry the guilt and the shame that you've been carrying around with you because you're not living up to where God called you to go. I want to see you embrace this forgiveness. I want to see you start living the path that God has called you to do. So if that's you, come see me. Talk to your small group leaders this week. I can promise you, they're not going to judge you, okay? And if they do judge you, come tell me. I'll have a different conversation with them. This is something that we've got to get a hold of. If we're going to take this and go the way God calls us to, 
It's, it's absolutely imperative that we do this the right way. Now, there might be some of you guys who in here, outside of your control or outside of your choice, someone took something from you that you never wanted. Someone did something to you that, that they never should have done. And I want you to hear this from me straight up. I want you to hear my heart because I think this represents God's heart here. If that happened to you, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. God did not want this to happen to you. But man or woman in their fleshly desires did something to you that was never intended to happen to you. And so if that's something where you've been just struggling with this, you've been hiding this, you don't know how or what, you feel disgusting because this happened and you don't know what to do with it, come talk to me. I want to help you see just how God sees you now. I want to help you understand that, 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 that you are an absolute treasure in God's eyes. That God sees you as perfect. That his heart breaks for what happened to you. But he still loves you and he's there for you. So if that's you, I want you to come see me. I want to talk with you about this. Because you too can experience healing and restoration. I've seen it happen and I know how just powerful this can be. It's a beautiful thing. You guys have been amazing today. Seriously. <laughs> it's an awkward thing to talk through sometimes. But it's a necessary conversation for us to have. It's a necessary conversation for us to have if we're going to live our lives the way that God calls us to live our lives. To be truly his. To truly say, I am yours. I completely surrender to you. So today, how I want to end is simply this. You're going to talk about this in life groups on Wednesday. I want you guys to think about where do you stand with God when it comes to this right now? Where have you stood with God? What is it that you have done? What haven't you done? Where has your mind been impure? Where are the things that you need to confess to God? So simply this, I want to take a minute, I want to give you a chance just to pray. Just to take a second and just talk with God about this. So everyone, if you will, bow your heads, close your eyes. During this time, just spend a moment and just say, God, I know sex is a big deal to you. And because sex is a big deal to you, I'm going to make handling sex your way a big deal to me. If that's you in here right now, I just ask that you just pray that to God. Just say, hey, God, I, I want to handle sex your way. I truly do. If you've messed up, that's okay. Confess to him. Let him have it. Today, God, we're all in a whole lot of different spots. For some of us, this is something we're thinking about daily, even minutely. For some of us, God, this is one of those things that crosses our mind occasionally, but it's not something that's constantly on our mind. And God, we just find ourselves in just moments of just, Lord, falling into the culture and listening to God, what they tell us is right. And God, sometimes we want to follow that because that's the easy path. And so, Father, today I pray for our hearts. I pray that, God, you will convict our hearts, that, God, we will understand that, Lord, culture doesn't tell us to what is right, God. Our feelings don't tell us what is right. God, you tell us what is right. 
And so, Father, for those in the room who have, Lord, messed up in this area, I pray that God, you'll just help us understand that, Lord, that's not your will for us. God, you've got such a bigger plan. God, you've got such a greater plan for our lives. And so, Father, let us stop messing up. Let us truly follow your heart when it comes to this. God, be with these students. Lord, the ones who are reaching out right now. God, the ones who are saying to you, God, that they have messed up. God, the ones who are saying to you that I want to handle sex your way. God, burn that into our hearts. God, burn into our hearts to flee from sexual immorality. God, let us set up boundaries that we don't find ourselves in places where we don't want to be making choices that we don't want to make. God, you're a good God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for, Lord, how you challenge us, God, to be holy like you. Lord, I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And you guys are dismissed. Please write down your questions in the back of the room for the Q&A. Josh is going to take